This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Welcome to Friend of Maryland. My name is Kat Pauze, and this is a fat-friendly space. Welcome to a special compilation episode of Friend of Maryland. Instead of a brand new show this week, what you're going to get are some highlights from some of the best interviews that have been done here at Friend of Maryland over the last couple of years. Enjoy. Joining me today is Veronica, a German artist and fat activist who's been in Austria for the last 11 years. Veronica, thank you so much for coming on Friend of Maryland. Yeah, so tell thank me, you. Yeah, tell me just a, a little bit more about yourself. Um, well, I'm like, I went to Austria like almost 11 years ago uh, for studies. Uh, actually, I exchanged or I changed the university from like Kassel in Germany um, to Vienna, Austria. And I finished my uh, diploma in fine arts here. And since two 2012, I um, started to work on the topics of like we. I, I called it redefining fat identity and like like body positivity, fat acceptance. I actually call myself a fat activist. Awesome. Um, when did you like? When did you take up that label? Like, when do you feel like you started thinking about yourself as someone who did activism around fatness and for fat people? Oh, yeah, that's an interesting question, because when I started in 2012, it was more like um, kind of a feeling. I got, like, I worked on a, uh, another work cycle at the time, and I got kind of, um, really bored with that so I had the feeling something new has to come up and I saw like the challenge and I mean it was not when I began it was actually not about my own body but about like um, uh, like um, the kind of discrimination I saw with a family member and so I felt so like sad and and furious about that, so that I that I thought the tool I have is um, doing art. So I decided to do art on the topic, which is wicked cool. But, <laughs> <laughs> but to come back to your question, to call myself an activist, probably that started 
maybe like two years later, like two, yeah, I would say so, two years later, like in like 2014. Tell me more about the art that you did, like the first kind of foray into so, it. So, like, I mean, the first, I did a work before, which was called I Have Bigger Boobs Than Your Mother Has. <laughs> but um, um, like the first solo show like specifically on the topic was in uh, 2013 and uh, I was invited so um, this show was called Lifelong Weight Gaining and it was um, retrospectively, I mean, it's not as so, so much time ago, but still, like, looking back five years ago, it was like, it still started me with the with the longing um, to, to be received as beautiful. So I, um, it's like more, the work I do is like, like a mix, I call it performative installation. So I mostly do performances, but I also show like objects and like also a tr mostly a trailer to the show is involved. And I do postcards and I do like uh, photographs, like, um, yes. And um, the, what you saw, like the, the teaser photograph you saw was like, me standing on like 10, like with one foot on 10, 15 scales. Uh, and it looked more like, you know, this photograph when like hunters. Oh, right. Um, stand like their like, trophies <laughs> over their big game kills. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, very cool. <laughs> right. And, but I was like in a really small, you see myself in a really small room, like in a bathroom. And I would, I'm, I'm dressed like a beauty queen who just wore, with like a sash, who just won like the lifelong weight gaining a, a contest. And so like it was like a mixture of like, it's like what I said, like seeing myself retrospectively that I've never perceived or I felt never perceived as beautiful and um, this longing, but it was for sure also a bit um, in my artistic career, like the longing when you're a young artist to get like to get um, awareness. So it was kind of a mix up of all of that. Yeah, and the performance I did, I still really love. I molded uh, uh, like a, a scale out of chocolate, and I was standing there for like I think three hours or something until this. Um, um, it was like I actually thought it it melts like this, but. Uh, what it did, it's like it was at the end, the last hour it was more like ice skating <laughs> on the chocolate. <laughs> chocolate I thought skating. maybe you were going to say that you, mold, uh, that you molded a scale out of chocolate and then ate it. Because <laughs> like that's my kind of art. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like there was actually another another artwork because this show was full of chocolate. Like it was like I think like eleven to twelve kilograms wow. of chocolate, 
because the scales weighed like six kilograms, so you, you never <laughs> eat <Wow>. this. <laughs> no, I probably would. Uh, I would probably struggle uh, for sure to get through that much chocolate. Um, but but like I, to tell you about the other artwork because they this was um, meant to be eaten. It was like it was like it was like a photograph. It was like. I don't know really how you call it. It's on a diagonal, so lame. So, and, uh, like, you saw my face, but you didn't saw, like, the bottom of the photograph. Like, half of the photographs wasn't seen. So the people had to eat, like, six kilograms of sweets, like chocolate sweets, to see the whole photograph. And it played with, like lust and like enjoyment and that you have to eat it but on the other side you feel bad that you eat something like that yeah no that's um that's a lot of fun um (laughs) are there a lot of people doing similar kind of art as activism uh where you are or even across kind of central europe that you know about Yes, they're mm, not a lot, but a few. Okay. And what about where you are in, yeah. in Vienna? Um, <clears throat> or not even doing kind of art as activism, but just other people involved in fat acceptance. I think there's a, I think there's a oh, group sure, in Austria, sure. isn't there? Uh, I yeah. <laughs> I've heard of them. Yeah, they're pretty small at the moment, but yeah, they are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like I would would I would think it's more like uh, it's more there are more individuals, but um, we for sure know each other. <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a really small group, but on the other side, I I don't know if you heard about. The film of the movie maker, like the filmmaker, um, uh, Julia Fuhrman, she made this film Ride Not Diet. Um, like there were also a lot of people of Berlin involved. And, um, she, I mean, she looked for like, um, she's like kind of a documentary filmer, but, and she looked for fat, um, women or fat queer women, even though I wouldn't call myself queer, but she looked for fat queer women, um, who, um, you know, who are involved in activism. So, um, and she's from Munich. And I asked her once why she didn't, you know, talk to Munich people or somewhere like elsewhere, but she said, there were no Munich uh, people. Well, that's true. <laughs> like I could say that for sure because I was in Munich for months <laughs> and I um, I never actually was able to find any other activists. Like, they're all over Berlin. Like, they're crawling out of the woodwork in Berlin. Um, but <laughs> in the best possible way. Uh, but, yeah, no, I was I was unsuccessful um, in connecting with other people doing that work myself in Munich. But I tell you what, like um, in Austria, I don't, I don't think you would find any fat activist outside of Vienna. 
outside of the capital. So I think like in Germany, probably all the people interested in that more or less um, moving to Berlin, even though I know like people, I know a lot of people from social media who live elsewhere in Germany. Um, who are involved in the ideas, but who are not like a kind of in the public. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, Veronica, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really lovely to hear about the work that you're doing in your art. Are there places online where people can go and and see your work or or follow you to learn more about upcoming performance shows that you might have or how can those of us who aren't anywhere near you physically uh, still support and, and keep up with what you're doing? I mean, sure. Like I will um, have a group show in autumn. Um, it's called kind of like with my gallery. Um, uh, it's called pin up girls or something. And I'm kind of interested in that topic. And, um, but um, you will find myself, like, on my website for sure. That's um, com, and, and you also find myself on the website of my gallerist, which is, um, her name is Michaela Stock. Like, I don't know, like, if you're um, English listeners, uh, now know where to look yeah, for. Yeah, no, that's um, that's really brilliant. Thank you so much <laughs> for sharing with us. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited by the work that you're doing, and hope that maybe one day I'll be able to see some of it in person. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Joining me today is Melissa, a 30-something fat femme bear who thrives on equity, radical self-love, and fat fashion. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on Friend of Marilyn. Nice to meet you and nice to be here. So, I mean, there was actually a lot in the introduction. I very much appreciate uh, the many adjectives that you gave me. But why don't you just start by telling me a little bit more about yourself? Okay, well, um, I'm an educator. Um, I'm actually, uh, you know, I've been really interested in the body positive slash fat acceptance movement for quite some time. Um, I would consider myself a femme, but in the past couple of years, I feel like um, that just wasn't clear enough and I really feel like um, a femme bear really uh, kind of resonates the most for me um, and yeah you know I love plaid uh, I, uh, I am super queer and uh, yeah happen to be fat as well so yeah it's a little bit about me. No I love it that's all really that's all really glorious and um, how did you get <laughs> How did you get interested in fat politics? Well, you know, I I feel like it was always kind of in my heart. Um, you know, even growing up, uh, when, you know, family members would be super rude and say, maybe you don't eat that second piece of cake. Yeah, uh, even as a kid, I would be like, Yeah, I do. Like, 
like, why don't you watch what you're eating? You know? And, <laughs> and yeah. Love it. Yeah, I fully you know, get behind that. Oh, thank you. And, you know, I think that it really helped that my mom was really behind me in that way too. Like mind your business, let her do what she wants, her body, her rules. And it just kind of evolved from there. And uh, I'd say maybe in like 2014, um, I started um, with a few other people, um, a body positive burlesque troupe. And we are called Chub Rub. And, and so this was kind of like another way for me to explore my own body and um, the joy that it brings to dance and, and act and just be, be in, in my body in front of other people. And so that was kind of how it started. So I definitely need to know more about the burlesque troupe. Yes. Like, um, how did it start? Like, tell me just everything. Okay. So um, what had happened was, is that I was starting to um, be kind of curious about burlesque. And so I was looking for, um, you know, different classes that I could take. Um, but I, I wanted it to be uh, a body positive space. And so then I came across another person that was like, well, why don't we just create the thing that we want instead of trying to find it externally? And so that's kind of where Chubrup was born. So it was me and another person that uh, went to the same university as me. And then um, she kind of got everyone else together. And then we were going to be in a fringe show. And so uh, we didn't quite know what we were doing. We were super green, but uh, we decided to do this fringe show and we had like the best uh, manager and he really like brought us all together and, and really helped us get into our, our, our kind of our personas and like, and, and to tap into our sexiness. And he um, created this giant, Barbie box for me to do some spoken word in and it said Fatel in the corner instead of like Mattel and I was like super into it and it just um actually he's passed on um and his name was uh Glam Drew and uh, I just feel like he was that essence of of chub rub so i just like to give a special shout out to him and yeah he was really able to help us like find all these great body positive um songs and we were able to do choreographed dances and like really get dirty with it and just like have a blast and <laughs> and we did and and yeah i loved it uh, i mean jealous like that that's my predominant feeling at the moment is just how drastically jealous I am which is not attractive um and not appropriate really what was the <laughs> response like how did the audience well you know it was really interesting like I thought oh my goodness we're going to you know have people throw pies at us like it's just it's just you never know right and 
Um, but it was so many people coming to us and saying like, wow, like you are so, you know, you're so brave, which is always like kind of a hard one to hear because you're yeah, like, it's one well, of those backhanded no, kind of thing. Like fat girls like you aren't supposed to have the confidence to get up and do this kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, in, in certain ways, it felt really great. And then in other ways, it, it felt like, oh, I wish that there was more, you know, so that it didn't feel like it was such a grand gesture to just love ourselves on stage and just try and be saying anything about, you know, what it is to be a fat person in the world, you know. Um, but and when was that show? Sorry, remind me, when was the show? It, it was in 2014. And so, uh, you know, it we kind of you know, we had one show and then like we got uh, a review that was like, well, you know, they're, they're really cute and that they're like trying to live their best lives, but you know, and so like, it was very, like, we had to do it for ourselves and we had to do it in the, uh, with the idea that no one else was doing what we were doing, at least in Winnipeg at the time. And, um, and, and that we had to be okay with whatever was coming back to us. And it was very, very mixed, but it, it did keep us going for quite some time. Yeah. And so are you still dancing in any, like in um, any kind of way or? Well, I wish I was dancing more, but COVID has definitely put a kibosh. Uh, you know what, Melissa, that's so fair. <laughs> Before the sickness <laughs> came, had you, <laughs> um, you know, like, how, are you still dancing even if not in, you know, kind of the organized troupe like it was? Um, I, I feel like if, if there was an opportunity that presented itself where, you know, I, I could do that again, I would a hundred percent jump on it. Uh, I know that before um, COVID kind of struck, I was trying to take some more um, burlesque classes so that I could get like some uh, just formal training, I guess. Um, uh, because a lot of it was like, you know, learning from, you know, different YouTube videos or learning from each other or another dancer. So to have like our own choreographed um, person helping, you know, that would have been great too. So, um, but people have moved kind of around Canada. And so that's kind of why Chubrub is, is no longer a thing, but I would love to be able to dance again when the time is right. Melissa, what would you say to people that are, that are listening and they're jealous like me because they love the idea of engaging in like fat dance, like even if it wasn't burlesque, but just, you know, I think for so many fat people, we have kind of internalized the idea that there are certain, that like very few forms of physical movement, especially joyful physical movement is actually available to us. Like that's not something we're supposed to do what would your advice be to someone who's listening who's actually really keen to get involved in some kind of dance in that way so it's not just them in their in their living room kind of thing what advice might you give them about where to start i'd say that the living room is a great place to start um and you know just just to believe that we all deserve to move our bodies in the ways that feel 
feel good to us. And the more joy that we can get from ourselves through moving our bodies, the better. And, you know, um, when you have joy emanating from you, other people will grab onto it as well. And it's just, you cannot not be joyful when you see someone taking up space and being their truth selves on stage. So, you know, um, even if it feels scary, um, start small and, and then find people that are like-minded and then who knows what will happen next. I think that's really good advice. Um, and I really do hope that if there are people out there listening that, you know, once the sickness has, once we're on the other side of this thing, like I don't even know how to characterize it. Right. Um, yeah. You know, that they might kind of start taking steps. I know that like Bevan brand Landingham has been doing like a fat kid dance party where, um, you know, she's got recorded videos that you can watch, but then also if you, it might be through Patreon. Like if you're one of her subscribers or something like you can do live classes with her where she's dancing and, you know, kind of instructing you in that. Um, and so I wonder if because of the way that we're all currently having to live so separate from each other, if there will be more things like that uh, popping up, you know, like fat burlesque classes online. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because I, I do think that it's interesting to me as I've done this show and this tour, um, you know, the Americas are my last part of the world. So, you know, I've done, you know, huge, huge parts of the world already. And like fat burlesque is a really common, like not common in the sense of not a lot of people are doing it, but like I talked to a fat burlesque group in Australia and I talked to a fat burlesque performer in France and one in Germany and, and the UK and now in Canada, like it's, you know, it's a, it, it's a, it's, it's something that, you know, kind of threads across the world that um, there'd be real cool opportunities for someone who had the knowledge, but then also the right equipment to do something like that online. So people from wherever could participate. I would love that. <laughs> I think that that would be, I think we should such just a, throw that out in the world, Melissa, that we're hoping. That that yeah. And I, uh, I would like, I would roll around in that idea and I would love to see that. Like I know um, I've been doing like um, body positive yoga um, and, and out of Oakland. And so that's been really rad. And it's just, it's so, and also Jessamine Stanley, that's been really great. And I think that the reason that burlesque is a thread throughout the world is that um, burlesque is very much about like the fifties, right? And like, uh, there were um, more diverse bodies that were celebrated at that time. And, and, and hopefully now as well. And so I think that there's a more, di more diversity in that area of things. Um, but I really wish there was fat dance parties all across like fat salsa. Oh my God. I would be all over that. It would just be the best. Yeah. No, you and me both. So we're putting that out in the world. These are things that we'd like to see happen. We're hoping that there yes. will be rad fatties that will, um, help us make that happen. Um, Melissa, if there are people listening who are really keen to, to connect with you or maybe to learn more about the things that you've been doing, um, are there places they can find you online? Yes. Um, so I am uh, Miss 
underscore femjoy on Instagram. And um, yeah, that would be the best place to get a hold of me. And also, um, you can send me a message through Chubrub Productions on Facebook. Excellent. Melissa, thank you so much. It's been so lovely to chat with you today. So lovely to talk to you. Have a great night or day. Thanks for listening to another episode of Friend of Maryland. Friend of Maryland is brought to you by Manawatu People's Radio, triple nine AM. If you'd like to contact the show with questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for topics or guests, you can email us at friendofmaryland at AOL.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favorite show.